Bienvenidos and welcome to the Dale Gas Confidentials. This is volume four, a special edition, man. This is uh, 4th of July weekend and uh, we have something special for you, yeah. man. I'm uh, Beto Perez. I'm with your neighborhood DJ. Enrique Lugo Chicle. All right, and here we go, man. We got executive officer from the Logan Avenue Constitorium. We got the Barrio Logan Associate Board Member. He is La Vuelta. He is a family man. He is a retired army. Uh, he's a good friend of us. Uh, and uh, man, welcome. This is uh, Mr. Miguel Alatorre. Yes, sir. Do we say yeah, Commander Miguel Alatorre or is it just Miguel? Mr. Commander. <laughs> El Commander G. Nah. No, no. Is that, is that, when people address you, is that, is that how you they would, it was a Commander Miguel Alatorre? No, nah, they just call me Commander. I mean, if they know me, like right. on a personal level, I guess, you know. Right. Um, it's just a nickname that people just call me out of respect when I was a commander at the VFW down in Barrio Logan. It just kind of stuck with me because okay. I did a lot of stuff in the neighborhood. But, I mean, Miguel's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, we got to remind everybody who's just tun tuning in for the first time, if this yeah. is their first time, what we do and who we are. Yeah. Um, so we're a group of, uh, I want to say a group of educators because you bet over a teacher at one point. At one though, point. Even though people don't believe it. But uh, we just come together and interview different people and, and like to share their experiences and, and their life uh, happenings and uh, hopefully share by sharing that we can inspire people and also educate them on, on, on backgrounds of, of the diversity that we have here in San Diego. And, uh, and today we're talking about the military life with, with Miguel Alatorre. And, and uh, you know, we want to talk about the, the pre, during, and post, you know. And, um, I know that, you know, when I say we want to educate Chicle being a, an administrator. Yeah. That's what we look forward Re to. Remind right? people who and you are, Chicle. So I'm also an educator, uh, currently working in high school as a vice principal. And this one's of interest to me, too, because we have a lot of our youth that look into the military as a, a step after high school, you know, a, a different opportunity to, to do something with your life and have experiences opportunities that yeah. that it brings with um and so i'm really curious right you know experiences yeah i'm, I'm sorry let, let me ask you this as as an administrator or an educator at the high school level where uh maybe recruiters will come out uh what's your take on that i mean i know different people have different takes what your what's your personal take on that yeah at our school we actually don't have recruiters that come on okay um mostly because the organization pushes for college right like that's that's our thing mm -hmm. you know when we recruit right, right that's the biggest thing we push is college and personally i think college is great you know it, mm -hmm. it's given me a, a lot of opportunities but right. i also know that it's not the only path right you know so yeah. i try to support the kids in whatever way i can if, if, and i've connected kids to recruiters uh-huh um, it's not something that we do as an organization. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I know with, with me, when, when kids ask me about military, um, I, I tell them, look, if you, if you want to look into it, make sure that when you sign that dotted line, you're getting what, what you're asking for. Because I personally saw it and I, I have a couple of brothers that one joined the Navy and one joined the Marines. Uh, the one that joined the Navy, he had a 23 year career. And uh, he, it was like unscripted, like total, like if, if it's like if he would have dreamt of it, you know what I mean? Totally unscripted, a dream career, and, and he's still working. He's already retired, but he's still benefiting from that. Yeah. 
but because when he signed, he signed and they for what he wanted to do. Versus the other one, um, they didn't have what he wanted to do, so they just said, just sign for it right now. Join later on, we'll transfer you, and it never happened. And I saw him progress and become an, a disgruntled, yeah, you know, Marine. Oh. And eventually, he ventured off and became a police officer. But uh, as a professional, I can't deny it from the students, nor right. will I push it on them. But um, I feel that it's important that they're aware of it, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's also a life lesson, right? Because yeah. signing any any contract or any right. piece of paper, like knowing what you're signing and understanding yes. that once you sign that, you can't yeah. always go back from it. Right. You know, and, it's a binding contract. And, and I'll be honest with you, seeing the experiences that my brother had in the, in the Marines deterred me. I, I, in my mind, I kind of maybe wanted to join the Army. Uh, because I'm, I'm in, you know, into mechanics. I figured I'd go in there and probably become a mechanic. But it just kind of, seeing the experiences he went through, he went to Desert Storm and he came back injured. And hmm. I'll never forget, he's standing there, you know, right before they, they were released and he's standing there with crutches and he kind of twitched. And they went off on him. And what pissed me off was that, hey, his jefita's right here. Like, she hasn't slept for months. Like, right. You know what I mean? Because she's been watching. This is the first time they aired the war on TV 24-7. And she <sighs> was watching that. And, um, you know, I didn't hate the military, but I just disliked that. And I was like, right. if, if somebody's going to be jailing in my face, I mean, I know I'm always going to have a boss or somebody above me. It's not going to be the military. And I kind of, you know, I faded away from that thought. I did do ROTC in high school, and it did teach me some disciplines. I mean, down to where, like, when I dress with, like, like formal gear or formal clothing, like having it lined up. I mean, it, I have to do it. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And I'm ready. Like if there was a draft, I'll jump in there. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid of it. But my respects to those have, that have joined the military. 100%. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I support them. You know what I mean? We come from a military background. You know, my grandfather, you know, fought in World War II. And, oh, wow. Um, it's near and dear to my heart. And Miguel Torre is, is near and dear to my heart, too, because... Not just of the military life, but we grew up together. We ran the streets together, and, you know, we kind of ventured off at one point, and we're back together, you know, and, and it's a pleasure to have him on, on today, you know. And um, I, want, I want you to share something, some of, a little bit of your life before you joined the military. Like, hmm. wh what were you doing? Uh, what had you been up to, and what was life like? Well, prior to joining the service, honestly, I was up to no good. You know, I mean, I was on the calles. Right. I mean, we ran the same streets. Um, if anything, I was probably at your neighbor's house a lot often, right. you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it was a kickback spot. Yeah. Over around the corners, you know, we were kicking in the alleys or whatnot. Um, so I really wasn't up, uh, I was really up to no good my, my senior year. People always ask me, what, what high school did you go to? And I always say, which one? And they, and <laughs> right. they always laugh, right? And I'm like, I'm being serious, bro, because I literally went through, like, six high schools. Right. Because I, I would get kicked out of them or whatnot or, or you know what I mean? Like, ooh, I, got, I got shot at one, you know what I mean? So uh, In high school? At the parking lot right here in, yeah. in National City. So, you know what I mean? So there came a point to where, you know, we couldn't I, – I wasn't getting no type of education or, or I was just wasting – I felt like I was wasting my time at that, at that mm -hmm. point. I was already living by myself, um, kind of moved out when I was 16. So I was staying, me and my homeboy got a, our own place, so we were already partying it. We were already just, you know, doing different things. Right. And then, um, you know, 
decided to 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 just give up on school. Right. But um, yeah, man. Like I honestly, man, I always tell people I got blessed for some reason or another. I never got busted. You know what I mean? I uh-huh. was I always. I was always thinking two steps ahead, I guess, when it, when I would go out. Like, I always looked right. for exits and routes that I would take in case, you know, the placa <laughs> showed Strategy. up. Strategy. Yeah, bro, like always, you know what I mean? So, you know, gracias a Dios, you know, I, I never really got hemmed up, you know. Right. Not on not on a, any deep stuff, though. What what made you decide to uh, join the military, the Army? Uh, as a morrito, bro, it, it's something I always wanted to do. When I was 17, my, my parents actually signed a contract allowing me to join the military when I was 17. Wow. Um, but then I got kicked out of high school. So I already had a contract that was giving me basically like ranger school, special forces. Like I signed up for everything. Right. Because my dad's like, oh, so you think you're this badass? You might as well sign up for everything. So I did. Damn. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I signed up for everything. But then, like I said, I ended up getting kicked out of school. And um, When you say everything, what does that mean? As far as that you signed up for, yeah. So I, f- I signed up for jump school. What is that? I don't. Uh, know. Jump school is like when you jump out of planes. Okay. Uh, jungle jungle expert school where you go to Panama. They send you in the jungle for thirty days and and you learn how to live off the earth. You know, off the jungle. And you so did you, all of this. No, that was prior. That was the first contract that I signed. But since I got kicked out of school, it never went through. It all waved. It Wait, all waved. T- yeah. Signing signing that and checking those boxes of like selecting those. Guaranteed that you would do that, or, or I mean, they they guarantee they, they guarantee that you will go to the school. They don't guarantee that you're gonna pass. You right. know what I mean? Some of the schools that I I did end up going to, uh-huh. um, you know, had a, like a seventy percent dropout rate. You know, right. oh wow. So a lot of these schools are, are aren't for the faint of heart. You got to have heart. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things like the streets they teach you is like you had a heart because you know you always got checked. Right. Or you always got hit up, and you never knew who it was. Sometimes it was a homie that you <laughs> didn't even know who he was, but. Yeah, you, you, had, you had to have your, your game on point. You know what I mean? How, how did you feel when you checked those boxes? Was it something intense or was it like, I got this, cool? You know, like, it, I guess, is the morrito is something I always wanted to do. I always liked the military. My grandfather, he fought in the Mexican Revolutionary War. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, my grandmother used to tell me all these stories. My, my, my uncles, even from my mom's side, used to know his stories. So they used to tell me all these stories, and I used to always stay in awe. You know what I mean? Um, so... As a chiquito, you know, I always played with little soldiers. That that was my thing. Give me a a, a little bag of green man or or tan man and bro the stiff ones. and marbles and I was straight. <laughs> I'm at it <laughs> and I was at it, bro. Las Canicas was my cannonball, bam, you know, and and I was cool. Um, so it it was always in me, you know. what I mean, I always wanted to do it. Um, when I did finally join, um, I I had just become a father. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My son uh, Joshua was born and. And my wife was praying with my daughter, Crystal, and I was like, you know what? If I don't do it now, I'm always going to have that what if, you know what I mean? And one thing I always tell my kids, I tell all the kids I talk to, is like, never have that what if, you know what I mean? Don't, don't live with that because you're going to regret it because you're going to be laying in bed one day saying, what if I would have done this? What if I would have taken the chance? What if, you know what I mean? So, like, that what if factor, like, did it for me. So when I found out that the, the Army was taking the GED, I went to the National City Adult School or Chula Vista Adult School, I took the placement test. They said, you can take the test now because you scored high. Uh I took the test, passed it, and then um, took that diploma, and I went straight to the recruiter. Cool, cool. You know, being a risk taker is is not for everybody. And like you said, those specialty schools are not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I mean, I know that just not every person can do it. And even if you didn't go through it, I mean, I'm sure you had some experiences that would make uh, make somebody a grown man run the opposite way. So, so once you signed, what, what what was it like? You know, it's like uh, 
Well, as, so, as soon as I graduated basic, bro, well, when I ended up signing, I, I had two options, right? The first one was the Marine Corps, and I went and talked to the recruiter, and, and I asked him, so if I join the Marine Corps right now, or, you know, will you guys send me to, like, North Carolina because I had a base? I was like, no, you go to Camp Pendleton or you go to um, uh-huh. MCRD for basic. I'm like, nah, that's too close to home. I'll see the skyline. I want to jump that fence. Like, nah. <laughs> and then I went to the Army, and they told me, well, we'll send you to Fort Benning in Georgia. Boom, signed. So that was a decision maker. That was a decision maker. I was trying to get away from the neighborhood um, just because at that time the neighborhood was kind of crazy. I wanted to like get a a, I kind of wanted to hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I want to I wanted to get my mind right. I knew like I'd get distracted out here. And, and, and you were, and you were growing up where in Logan? I was yeah, I grew up in Barrio Logan. Uh, yeah. Describe what Barrio Logan was like in the '90s because it's completely different now. Oh, '90s was crazy. I mean, we used to kick it in front of my friend's house. You know, dudes <laughs> would walk up, start shooting at you out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Or um, no questions asked. No questions asked. You know, my uh, fact, I live right around the corner, bro, where I grew up. So we, all the families are still there. So we they always tell those stories. Like I remember when these dumbasses used to like be chased or whatever, come yeah. in here bloody and everything because that's how it was. Yeah. We couldn't even walk around the liquor store to the liquor store without um, gang detail pulling up on us, you know. Kidding and they back then, bro, like we, we weren't educated, man. They would just take our photos. They would do everything. Never got a tat. And that's one of the reasons I never got a tat until I was in the service because that's the first thing they would always check your tats, you know what I mean? So I was like, nah. Yeah. Ain't going to be me. You said one thing, uh, one key thing that I, I, I would like to uh, – express right now but before i do that i want to do the disclaimer it's pg-13 so sometimes i might cause or something <laughs> damn it's always time, you show restraint today you know i am showing up you know what honestly because this conversation right now is like i said i take it near and dear to my heart and i you know what i mean but i might let loose like commander likes to say you know what i yeah, mean yeah. but but uh he mentioned about you know we weren't educated and and i say we because we, we grew up together and you know we were running the streets and we would get jammed up by, by uh, PD, and for you parents out there and, and kids, you know that the cops don't have a right to take a picture of you if you're under 18. Mm-hmm. And you have the right to say, I don't want to talk to you until my parent is present. Mm-hmm. Because as a minor, your parent is responsible for you. They're your lawyer. And no matter what you did, you don't have to talk to them until your parent is present. And you have the right to deny that picture. And unfortunately... We didn't know any better. We didn't have people telling us that. And, you know, there was people that were like, ah, fuck it, take my picture. You know what I mean? Like, they want to show off. And next thing you know, they're taking everybody's picture. And it's like, there's stacks of books with pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a trip, huh? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I got, I got thrown into gang affiliation with that. It yeah. happens, dude. No, I, it that's, that's that what happened happens, to me. You know what I mean? Happens. But then back then, our jefitos used to be like, hey, if you get hemmed up, hey, yes sir, no ma'am, whatever, you know. Have that respect. Have that respect so that way they just, like, if they're just going to take your photo, that's fine. They're going to let you go. You know what I mean? Don't don't, don't say run. nothing. Don't cuss, nothing. I mean, now now I trip out when I see them, like, cops pull up people and these dudes just going off on them. Like, man, yeah. that's. So yeah. Yeah. Times have changed. Yeah, times yeah, have bro. definitely changed. Um, but then. Remember back in the days, they used to, like, Gandhi too, used to pick us up, bro, and they used to drop us off in Shelltown <laughs> in the and alleys. what they do on the microphone? And then they say, hey, we got a lechero in the alley. Come get him. Oh, man. I mean, hey, it's not a movie. What, what, that, for those that don't know and are, are just tuning in, uh, a lechero would be a disrespectful name to your neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and Shelltown would be the opposing neighborhood or the neighborhood that's Right, rival rivals. neighborhood. What a trip. And they, and they would literally do that? Yeah, bro, like, yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wow. ain't no shame in their game. And I, I think some of those things have created what is ha- the, uh, the res- disrespect that happens now. Mm-hmm. But typically, I mean, they came at us with respect. You know, we would try to be as respectful because I know our parents 
try to teach as well and be like, don't be disrespecting people. You know what I mean? If you play the game, you pay the price. I think you're happy. Though, you're happy yeah, but it's not saying. so much even the parents. Like, luckily, bro, when I, when I was going through the neighborhood, I hung up with a lot of the OGs, a lot yeah. of the, the older cats. And yes. they used to tell you the same thing. Hey, bro, just be respectful, homie. They're going to let you go. Yeah, don't run. Don't, yeah, don't, don't run. Don't give them a reason, like, to chase you down, to plant anything on you. Just be straight up. You know what I mean? And, and, Earn their and, respect. And, and earn their respect. Or, or you'll get to know who's who. You'll, know, you'll get to know what car is what. Like, you'll be picking up on it. You know what I mean? Like, pretty, pretty soon you'll be up <laughs> on the wreck, like, bird watching, you know? Right. And, now, and now moving forward, uh, at what age do you go out and, you know, start start your training with the military? Well, I didn't join in until I was 22, bro. 22. So this is we're talking about from 17 to 22, that whole gap. Uh, what happens in between there then? I was just working. Just working. I started working. Um like I said, once once my, I found out my wife was pregnant, like uh, one thing my dad always told me, like, hey, if uh, if you bring a life into this world, you're gonna be responsible. You're gonna take responsibility for it. You know what I mean? So, um, before anything, like I went in, before she even moved in with me, like the house was furnished. You know what I mean? I went and bought new furniture, beds, everything. It took me a minute, mm-hmm. but I knew that once I brought her home, that that was it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's and that's yeah. one of the reasons that kind of pushed me towards the military because I, I I wanted be there for them you know what i mean like give them something that like to be proud of but prior to that i was working in asco you know what i mean um right. a lot of the trades i was a welder in asco uh, i loved it man like you know it, it kept me busy like um kept me out of trouble and it paid the bills so yeah. now you now you're 22 you're joining the military uh you go to training what is training like and were you fit for for training Oh yeah, dude. Like like uh, uh back then I was I'm not what I am now. Back then I was like probably like we chill to flaco. So so you were fit, you were ready and, and when once you get to well, the training. I, I knew I knew when I was leaving. Well, I kinda had an idea when I was gonna leave, you know what I mean? So I kinda I, I always played sports, always always at that time I was playing baseball, I was playing softball, I was on leagues, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so sports always kept me busy. I was coaching little leagues, so I was always just busy. Um so when I did join the military, um, I was I, I was good to go. Yeah. I always loved to run back then. I would do the five Ks, ten Ks, half marathons. Like, I would just run, bro. Damn. Not only from the cops. Sometimes I just run for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> but that was good training, though, right? No, in the yeah, 90s? Yeah. Hey, Wicho told Wait, me that. That's why you shaved your head to be aerodynamic. Exactly, bro. <laughs> I told you, I ain't lying. <laughs> now why would I lie to you, man? Yeah, let's resist. Let's resist. I thought it was for the great looks. All right. So, uh, at what point does it hit you? Like, man, I'm in the military now. The day I left my family. The day. Uh, the day before you ship out, they send you to a hotel. You know what I mean? So you're you're sitting there in a hotel, and it's funny because it was in Old Town. Um, the hotel that you know was going to take us was in Old Town, and from there they take you to the maps, which is the where, where they send you the process. So I left Old Town, jumped on the trolley, and went to go spend the last time with my kids. You know what I mean? And that's when it hits you, bro. Like I don't care how how big or how strong you think you uh-huh. are, your kids on me, they always make you cry. And that's when I broke down. But then I knew why I was doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of balanced it out. What What do you leave with? Like, when you leave your house, you're like, man, all right, Nothing. I'm gone. Nothing. No, nah, they just give you a packing list. Like, hey, bring three underwears, pair of tennis shoes, this and that. But then if you you can leave with nothing, you're going to get everything over there anyway. So. Wow. And now what you get over there, what, once, once you get there, what, what's kind of the can, – can you walk us through, like, the experience once you get to the training center or wherever you're going? So once you get to reception, I mean, you just go through medical – they go through all your, your files, make you do the duck walk, make sure your knees are good, you know, your, your vision. Um, they issue you your uniforms, they feed you, and then they start indoctrinating you. So what I mean by that is 
Um, they start waking you up at five, five in the morning, you get up, go do PT. After that, shower, breakfast, and then your day, you know. Um, you wait. You wait till they come and pick you up. And when they pick you up, they pick you up in these cattle trucks, right? <laughs> so these cattle trucks are like the doors open like the bus, and they shove like 60 people in there, bro, with all your gear. And you're already like, it's hot. I don't know if you've ever been to Georgia, but Georgia's hot and humid. Just a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then you get off that bus, and, uh, that cattle bus, and you don't even know the drill sergeant's already in there with you because they all look young and fit. So you're, like, talking smack, you know, mad oh, shit about, man. I ain't scared of this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> one thing my mom taught me and my dad, they learned to keep your mouth shut. Uh-huh. <laughs> and sure enough, man, all these people they were talking smack. They're over there holding their duffel bags, like, with their arms stretched out, shaking, and they're just going, I don't, they call them shark attacks, right? So they're just going, I don't, blah, 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 blah. No, they're doing. They just trying to break the street from you. You know right. what I mean? But, but that was trippy. That was fun. How long? How long were you in training for? How long does the training last? Uh, basic training is about, I want to say like a, three months, three months. After you, you, now you have connection with your family. You talking to people or no? Nah, back then it was different. It was just mail, snail mail. You only had one phone call, and that's when you first got it there. You had two minutes, or not even two minutes, a minute. Damn. You know what I mean? Like say hi, say your name, your rank, and. Say so you're good. Boom. It Next. reminds me of when Damn. I used to have to call, hey, call my mom. I didn't have change in my pocket. And you call what, collect. Yeah. Say, mom, pick me up. <laughs> you have a phone call from pick me up. Hey, by, the, by the way, right now that I said estoy en la esquina, we're at, uh, right now we're at, at Esquina a Vintage and Coffee. Shout out to them, you know, for providing yeah, the spot for him. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Rene. You know what I mean? Rene and crew. Fabian. Hey, and when, when you decided to go for it, you mentioned you were working at NASCO. You, you probably doing pretty well at the time for yourself you made this choice and, and your wife was like yeah go for it well you know what um my wife always knew that it was it was one of my goals one of my dreams it's something like i said it, it it was just in my blood something i always wanted to do and one day bro like literally we're having dinner and, and uh we're watching tv and it says you know the recruiting numbers are down the army is taking gd what next day i'm on it i told her yeah. I'm going to do it. And she's like, no, you're not. I'm like, sure enough. I went, showed up with my paperwork. I signed the contract. I'm leaving. Boom. She's like, she's, she didn't believe me until the day I left. Like, but she's always had my back. You know what I mean? Like, uh, she knew that's what I wanted. Yeah. So she knew what she was getting into. I don't, well, I shouldn't say she knew 100%, but she kind of had an idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think that's very important in the military life. Even just joining initially, having that, that support that one person that's going to support you through it. Mm-hmm. And I, one thing that I know, I, I've known his wife for, for many years. Actually, we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. But she supported him through, throughout, you know what I mean? And she was there from the get-go. And I've seen, like, young recruits or, you know, they're single. And even though, you know, they have their family, like their parents and stuff, but it's not the same, I think. And, and I, I think that that's, that's a big deal maker, right, to survive it. Yeah, and it goes back to, like, what you were saying earlier about, you know, how, like, uh, a lot of schools now, they, they kind of do push the kids more towards college education. But right. a lot of kids like myself, bro, we're not, we're not college material. You know what I mean? At least at, at that time, I knew I wasn't because I hated school. Right. I, yeah. I just hated the whole, the whole concept of it. I loved history in certain, in certain like, um, subjects, but, like, other things, it, it just mm. didn't, like, grab my attention. You know what I mean? Um, so the, and one of the things I think that kind of schools kind of went away from and kind of messed up was like um, getting rid of wood shop, metal shop, right? Uh, All the you know the auto shop because those are the classes I used to love to go to. Uh-huh. Bro. Me like, too. Oh, man, mandatory. Like, me too. 
You know what I mean? So, <laughs> damn, my when, senior year, I had four periods of auto shop, homie. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? We used to do all our, our jefitas tune-ups in there for free. You right. know what I mean? Like, oil changes or whatever, you know? But, and and that's that's one of the things that I think the, the kind of the school system kind of fell in on the kids nowadays is kind of getting yeah. away from the trades because a lot of the trades are like, they pay real good money. I, I agree with you. As an educator, as a school counselor, I, I 100% agree with you on the fact that the system has failed us by taking away those programs by trying to push every single student to college, um, you said you don't feel that you're college material. And I could tell you that I know you are because I know you and I know that once you put your dedication to it, like you're full throttle. Well, I don't mean I wasn't college educated once I was in the service, you know what I mean? Because I, yeah. I did have the opportunity to kind of like pick up some education and on I, that front. I feel like you, I, I just think that there's the way that we learn because I, I, I've always felt like I would not survive San Diego State, UCSD, or USD, and not because they're hard, but because I, I can't function in a regular structure. So, like, I got a I got a college degree at an atypical school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I went to University of Phoenix, and it was like once a week. So it was it catered to the way I function. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I got my master's from National University, which it, it's the same thing. It catered to the way I function. But I think that's one of the things that yeah. what the schools did kind of get right yeah. is that, you know, you're able to do it online if you're unable to go to class. Right. So like, like, I know if I work, for, for example, when I was working in the shipyard, if I got off at five and I just worked like a 10 hour shift, you know what I mean? And then I you get home. Yeah, last thing I want to do is go right. to a school. You know what I mean? So um, even in the service, like we did a lot of online courses. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I made all my soldiers that, that um, take online courses for right. their either their leadership development yeah. or even just college in general. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, right now you, you mentioned uh, your soldiers. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Like, why do you call them your soldiers? Because they're mine. They'll always be mine. Why? Because I, I groomed them. I mentored them. I took them in, you know. Right. Um, it's no different than a, than, a, than, than a student. You know what I mean? Right. When you first get them. Like, let's just say you get them from the minute, you know, from kindergarten, mm-hmm. and you just happen to be their, their teacher all the way through sixth grade. Right. You'll see them 20 years from now, and they'll right. still be your students, you yeah. know what I mean? Because you, you feel pride when you see right. them accomplish something, and, and you feel hurt when you see them struggling. Yeah. Like, they'll always be my, my soldiers, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and the reason I, I want to, like, highlight that is because, like, you just didn't do- join the Army and, and be a soldier. You, like, moved up the ranks, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And that's what I try to instill in my students is like, it's fine. You know what I mean? You want to work at Jack in the Box? Cool. But just don't flip the burger. Move your way up. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in the military, move your way up, you know, and, and learn more. Educate yourself. On, no matter what your passion is, I, I feel that your, the military was your passion from the get-go. It was, bro. And, and even, like, uh, when, I, when I finally start, I did start moving up the military, like, when they come up to promotions and everything, they would tell me, hey, you're up. And I'd, I'd be straight up with them, like, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There were times when I'd be like, I'm not ready. Right. He's like, what do you mean? I feel like you're ready. I'm not ready. Like, I know I'm not ready for the responsibility because, mm. like, having an 18-year-old's life, bro, like, depend on you and, and you're still out here mm-hmm. partying it up and, and really, you know, just having a good time. Right. You know what I mean? You know you're not ready. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it's obviously, like, as I got older and everything, I started and I started taking things more serious once I was in there. It just, like, uh, there, there was nothing else that mattered to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I knew that... They had the same the same um, things I had. They had a mother. They had a father. They had maybe a wife or kids that they had to go to back to. Mm-hmm. So like I never took that for granted. You know what I mean? Yeah. What tours did you uh, did you uh, do? I did I did four tours in Iraq and then uh, one in Afghanistan. 
So we were there during the initial push, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? The initial push was is, is a lot different than uh, the other ones in Iraq, bro, just because at that time, it was we called it open season. If you were a military-age man, like, it was open, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you go back after a year and all these rules, you know, kind of handcuff your arms and, and the things you got away with before or were able to do before are not allowed. They're not allowed, yeah. you know what I mean? Now you got to get warning shots. Now you got to, like, all these other things. So it, it definitely takes, like, a, it takes a strong mind, bro. Mm -hmm. Like it really does because um, things change. Things change from one day to another, and you got to be able to adapt with right. it. You know, for those that don't know what a tour is, can you enlighten them on, on what that means? Well, it just varies. You know what I mean? It varies on the branch of service. Um, mm -hmm. You have just like routine tours. Sometimes they're like rotation tours when you go to right. training to certain sites. Like in the army, right. you go to um, NTC, which is a national training center up in right. um, Fort Irwin. So everybody does a rotation there, and that's just you know training, like preparation and whatnot. And then you have combat tours. Right. What's the average time away on a tour? It depends on your branch. Marines, uh, I think they did seven months in mm -hmm. country. Right. Uh, the Air Force did six months. Uh, we did, our first tour was 18 months. Wow. No, no, no kinds of communication other than snail mail. No, the first time when we first got there was mail because there, mm -hmm. nothing was set up yet. We didn't have no USOs. We didn't have anything. So everything was snow mail. Uh, when you got a letter, bro, it was like the best thing. You know what I mean? Like. It was the best yeah. thing and the worst of things, too. You know what I mean? Because Depending you know, on what you. No, not, not no? only that. Not, not only what's on the letter, because uh -huh. obviously a lot of dudes got Dear John letters. You know what I mean? Right. What is but Dear just John to hear, Dear John is like when girl, when you find out your girl or your boy just left you for somebody else because oh, they got tired of waiting. You know damn. what I mean? De what is it called? John Dear John. Dear John. Dear John. Or Dear Juan. Or Dear Juan. Dear Juan if you're Mexican. And it has, nothing, it has nothing to do with the tractors. <laughs> Not that nah, kind of nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Hey, maybe other, other than the, the owner of the tractor, yeah. probably. Yeah. Nah. Hey, some of them might have been. They're from the south, right? She's riding a tractor now. All right. Oh, man. Can, uh, when, at what point were you already in charge of, of soldiers? Uh, by my third tour. My, my first tour, bro, like, uh, I was a gunner. So. So you were in the mix. Yeah, we were in the mix. I was always the lead truck or the rear truck. So the lead truck kind of just clears the path, make sure that there's nothing there, you know what I mean? And then the rear, you just make sure nobody creeps up on you. Um, yeah, my second tour, it, it, it just varied, you know what I mean? Because every tour, I had a, a different responsibility. My first tour, we looked for roadside bombs, so we got hit all the time. We always got blown up, or we got into skirmishes all the time. And the thing about over there, man, that's so much, it was so much different than a lot of the wars that these dudes don't wear uniforms you know what i mean yeah so we used to have civilian yeah yeah it was straight up civilian but they'd have bombs strapped to their bodies and then just run up to us um and it's scandalous bro like war is scandalous what, you know was, what, I mean? what was their purpose for doing that like what was their ultimate goal was it just to serve their religion was it to serve their people was it to, to take care of their family well a lot of them a lot of them got paid to do it so a lot of them, it was to take care of their families. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like one of the things or one of, one of the images that has always haunted me, bro, and, and, and I don't tell this story very, very often, but um, was picking up kids' parts. You know what I mean? Like arms and stuff. And that's because the dad was uh, going through a checkpoint, and they told him, we'll give you um, $1,000 for each soldier that you kill. Knowing that it was a checkpoint, they knew that the, the it was an Iraqi army checkpoint. He ended up killing five. So... Five thousand dollars over there is a lot of money. How, how long? I mean? How long? Is, how long would that? Like, what? What does that take care of? Five thousand just to put it over into, there. Into perspective. I wouldn't know because yeah. you know what I mean. We didn't really, we didn't really deal with the, their monetary value order. You know what I mean? But remember, they didn't have no real bank system or nothing. You That's know what crazy. I mean? So, 
but then like, I think about it, man, like what would make you like risk not only your kid or whatever, you know what I mean? Because he, he was just going to take the material to point B. It mm-hmm. just happened to detonate because we have we have like these things that kind of, um, well, they're out now, but they're like UAVs, you know what I mean? Uh, or like um, the drones okay. that kind of go over the, the, the routes and, they, and they, they shoot like radio signals. And they were, and it was designed to to set off IEDs that were planted prior. Well, we it didn't know there was one inside that oh, trunk. You know what damn. I mean? So it set it off. Wow. So wow, you know, there's, 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 like I said, man. It, uh, that's why, like, uh, uh, I don't really get a lot into politics yeah. or religion talk because, like, to me, like, I, I I see it in a different view. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. you, I I appreciate that you, that you're sharing that story because, I mean. Like I said, I, I the military, you know, for me, it, it means a lot. But sometimes it gets glorified. But we got to know, like, all aspects of it because it can be hurtful also. And, you know, we need to, I think, understand that if we're going into we need to understand what comes with it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice. Bro, you yeah. knew me before I even went in the service. Right. Like, my attitude, my, 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 bro, I was all laughs. Like, all laughs all the time, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, now, I mean, I still laughing, but yeah. it's nothing like I used to be, you know what I mean? Because you kind of grew up, you know what I mean? You kind of respect life for, for what it is right. and, and the experiences that I've, I've, I've managed to, to get through. Like, yeah. help me appreciate the little things that before maybe I never really paid attention to, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you, what was the total amount of years that you served? I did, I did 15 years. 15 years. And it would have been longer. Right. I, I was going to say, knowing that you, you grew up wanting to do it, I would assume that you would want to do it a career. What? Why did you have to cut it short? I ended up getting wounded in in Afghanistan in 2012. Okay. So I got I got hit I got hit twice. Um, what would happen was uh, there was a there was a a company up north okay. that was getting uh, they were getting hit hard. So their numbers were kind of like a lot of them were wounded or out of service basically. Mm-hmm. So they were sending my company up north. So I took a platoon up there. And on the way up there, as we were going over a culvert. When you say company, it's like a squad, your squad? Yeah, like my, yeah. Okay. So at that time, I was already in charge of a platoon. So I had like 60 soldiers under me. 60? Yeah. Wow. So we're in a big convoy. It's, it's nothing but, yeah, it's nothing yeah. but military trucks at this yeah. point. We didn't have no civilian. We weren't escorting no civilians or nothing. We are just nothing military. It was not, nothing but military. And this was like a 200, mm-hmm. like, personnel convoy, you know, because um, some vehicles you could put six, some you can put four. Right. So it was a pretty big convoy, and when we were going through the conf- uh, uh, culvert, because over there when it rains, like the roads flood, flood, so they made the engineers build a culvert so the water mm-hmm. would go through the road. When we went over, they put a, a bomb in the right culvert. Underneath. Yeah. So when we went over, we we happened to catch that one, so they blew us up, disabled us, whatnot. Uh-huh. I don't remember much of it, bro, because it kind of like it's just dark. Right. All I remember like. Like uh, looking to the back, making sure my guys were still there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Talking to them, and then um, after that, I got off the truck. I told them to stay in there because uh, the other truck was coming towards me, our lead truck, to mm-hmm. check on us. And I said, "Hey, no, 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 stay there." I walked over there, and then I said, "I'm good, man. Just uh, send the wrecker, which is like right. a grua, to come get us." And when they came through, I was on my way over there to tell them how to hook up, and that's when another one went off. And yeah, it so went they were off. like back to back. Yeah, it went off on that one, and that mm-hmm. one. It was like probably 10, 10, 12 feet away from me. So right. that one kind of sent me flying. Uh-huh. So all I remember, bro, is like waking up, touching myself. 
make sure everything right. was there and just being thankful that I had everything. You oh, know what I mean? Right. All I remember was just bullets flying because we got ambushed after that. Wow. I've known you for a couple of years, Miguel. I never knew that, man. Yeah. What yeah. a trip. Now, uh, you, you, you said all your body parts were there and you were alive, but, I mean, being thrown, I mean, even just in a light car accident, you suffer some type of injury. Yeah, so um, on the spot, I, I ended up dislocating my shoulder. Um, I had some... Uh, some brain, some traumatic brain injury from okay. the concussion of the blast. Mm-hmm. Um, messed up my back, my neck. Yep. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of stuff that, that I kind of just like, um, kind of sucked it up, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, uh, they were gonna medevac me out, which means they were, they were gonna send a helicopter to come pick me up uh-huh. and then send me back to the base, kind of get treated and everything. But right. I was like, I, I always say I'm never gonna like leave my soldiers like that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just ended up popping like. 1500 like milligrams or something and i was straight you know what yeah. i mean and then when we got back to the base i ended up going to they sent me to the to the to, medic. to medical was there for three days recovering and then after that we went back yeah. on mission yeah that that's tough because i i know that there's a lot of military personnel that walk our streets and they have all their limbs but i know they've suffered stuff injuries that we can't see visually mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean, like a, like a back injury, for the longest, people would tell, you know, I injured my back at one point in a car accident, and people would be like, yeah, right, it doesn't hurt that bad. It's like, until it happens to you, homie, you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. We chose twerking. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was no, funny, bro. No, like, no, I, I, I honestly, I didn't know how bad my injuries were until um, we came back home. Yeah. We were up there for, like, three months. Yeah. And then we were, we, were, we were on our way out, and when I when we landed in El Paso, uh-huh. they, they sent me to medical, and yeah. they did an MRI, and then... Man, I had so much stuff. Like when my discs were bulged, and then I had so many tears. And yeah. um, when I dislocated my shoulder, they popped it in right there, but they didn't like not, not the right way. They didn't. Yeah, yeah. So I damaged some some you know some ligaments. Some tissue. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So ended up staying there for a year, recovering. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. like some like one of the hardest things to deal with at that time was like what we call survivor's guilt, right? Because right. uh, I've lost a friend of mine over there. Same thing, but he didn't make it. And then when you go into rehab or whatnot and you see, like, other soldiers that had the same experience you did, uh-huh. but they lost a limb. Right. You know, they're, they're was unlucky, right? Right. So you're getting physical therapy, bro, but then you see them getting physical therapy. Now you feel guilty that you're getting physical therapy because you know he's way, way off worse than you. you he's know getting what I mean? physical yeah. therapy with a prostate. Uh, yeah, yeah. A prosthetic. So, yeah. so it's like it's a mind game, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and trying to stay right. You know you're hurt, but then you're like, man, I'm not as bad as this dude. Like, yeah. why, why am I even laying here? Mm, yeah. Is it this? You, you know, right now that you're bringing that up, and this is a, a question that I've been having as a school counselor, as a mental health uh, professional, that do they prepare you guys, like, when you join, like, when you go to boot camp, are there counselors that talk to you and say, hey, you might get injured or this might happen to you. You can come talk to me. Do you guys have that? No, you know when we first went in there, we never, we never really spoke much of it because right. we weren't, in, we weren't in any, uh, any harm, or a, any yeah. any conflicts at that time. Right. You know what I mean, and then a lot of the drill sergeants, you know, that were older, or whatever, right. that might have been in, uh, in uh, Persian, the Persian Gulf uh-huh. or Grenada or something. Right. They would tell you like, hey, you gotta be like, get your mind straight. You know right. What I mean? And 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 the reason I that's been in my mind is because I know for a for a period of our lives. There were, like, saying, oh, we have all these new soldiers and they're great. 
because they've been gamers and, you know, the new technology. But I've noticed that a lot of them have been coming back with PTSD. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I never did the military life, but was it like, are they providing those services afterwards? When we first, well, the difference between my first tour and my last tour, mm -hmm. I can tell you, yes. Right. Um, towards the end, they had a lot of more, um, a lot more uh, uh, resources, um, a lot more specialists that yeah. dealt with PTSD. So you had behavioral health, speech therapists, you yeah. had um, uh, uh, counseling, you know what I mean, right. for, for, uh -huh. for, ty for things like that. I took, I took advantage of right. a lot of them, you know what I mean? I was forced to take a lot of them myself. Uh -huh. um, so you do have to take them. They do have all these, these, um, these required classes that you do have to, right. to take, you know? Yeah, I, I and they screen you. They I, screen you. They ask you questions. You know, like did you experience this? Did you see this? Did you see that? And uh -huh. then as you start answering, and most of the time, man, it's not. You know, it doesn't matter what you answer because you're not gonna leave until they say you can leave anyway. So right, most of the time, I always used to tell my guys, hey, just, just be, be honest. Just be honest. Yeah, be honest, man. Be honest because you know, don't be out later thinking uh -huh. like I should have got the help when you had it for free. You know. Right. Now. I have a pet peeve when they say, oh, soldier such and such earned a Purple Heart. To me, it is like you're not earning it. I mean, you're a recipient of it because I, I feel, you know, because of mm -hmm. what you what the person went through. Um, are you a recipient of a Purple Heart? Yeah. Yes. Right. And I don't know. I might be wrong by saying that that to me, I don't. You're not earning it. Look, man, that's, that's one of those medals nobody wants to get. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> you know um, I mean? that's why I see it like I, it, it really bugs me when people say they, they, they phrase it as that, as mm -hmm. they earned it. It's like I don't see that as a badge of honor. It's like it is a badge well, of honor, but then I, it's not because nobody wants to receive that one. When mm -hmm. is that given or why is that given? That's when you're wounded. Oh, okay. When, you've, when yeah. you've been wounded or you were killed in action. Mm, so yeah. they only give it to you during a certain amount of times yeah. just like the bronze star right the bronze right. star they only give it to you the silver star certain other medals you only get during um during conflicts other than that the highest you probably get is like a commendation medal so you know i, I i've been blessed for on the military side because i put in a lot of work you know mm -hmm. what i mean when i was in charge like i was always the last one to go to sleep and the first one up Right. I was always the last one to eat because I always make sure that all my soldiers ate first. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Even if I just got the hugo, the gravy, I was cool with it. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, because you take that role. You know what I mean? If you take it serious and, you know, and if it's something you love to do, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. You gonna, don't half-ass it, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why my guys always respected mm -hmm. me because yeah. they knew, like, I would always put them first. And, and, and those are skills that a true leader embodies. And, I mean, you're pretty much raised with them. You know what I mean? That you... You put your people first, you know what I mean? Like me as a father, I always make sure that my kids eat first, mm -hmm. then the wife, you know what I mean? And if there's family or whoever's visiting, they got to eat. I'll be the last one to eat mm -hmm. because that's how I was raised. Um, have, have you applied those leadership skills now that you're out of the military? Um, some, I mean, I, I don't know, bro. Like, uh, you're too humble, huh? Don't I, fucking lie. <laughs> Be honest. Uh, you know, like, I, I, I don't, I guess I, I don't see it because it's right. just the way I am. You know what I mean? Um, it's natural. And then it's, and it's, and, and I always, I've never, I've never boasted. You know what I mean? Like, uh, even what I've done or whatever, like, like people don't know. You know what I mean? They really yeah, don't. You know what yeah. I mean? You go in my office and you see my wall and you see my awards. Like, people like, that's right. you. And like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, I just. And that's another quality of a true leader. 
You know what I mean? You, you, just, you just do it. You don't do it for recognition. Yeah. You, you just do it. And I appreciate that from you. And, like, I know as a, as a spectator, as, as a person looking from the outside in, I know what you do. You know what I mean? And, man, do you deserve a lot of recognition? Yeah. But I know you will humble yourself away from it mm. and be like, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I like being in the back, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, I just like, I like being right. in the back. I'd rather somebody else. Right. You know, take the credit or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. You know right. what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like yeah. people will know. You know, I, I I'm gonna ask you a very personal question, and you can say yes, no, or I don't want to talk about it, or you can share. But do you, or at one point uh, after your injuries, have you suffered from PTSD? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we all do. All of us that were in combat. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just everybody deals with this. Um, differently you know what i mean like uh i hold it i hold it in for a long time okay you know what i mean like uh it's just like a a you know what i mean i, I honestly bro, i just seen so much and 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 kind of sometimes reflect on it there's certain times of the year that kind of hits me a little harder mm-hmm. and i think you guys like you know kind of because right. you've been around me a lot more lately like i kind of just withdraw right you know what i mean there's certain dates that, that are special to me where i've lost you know a brother or i've lost mm-hmm. something or because of something that happened you know so i just need a couple of days and my wife knows my kids know like hey if i'm sitting out here just you know let me let me Give be my you know space, what I mean? yeah 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 but it took a long time for me to get to that point you right. know what i mean because when i first got back i was wired on a different level like i i wanted to get in fights i was drinking a lot i even contemplated suicide one time mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i had a gun to my head bro like and I had the dud in my room, like you know yeah. what I mean. So, I've been I've been to the, I've been at the darkest of darkest, yeah. you know what I mean. And and for for some reason or whatever, I'm I'm still here. So, you know, I take it as a blessing every day. Yeah. I always people tell us a good day. I'm like, shoot, every day above ground is a good day. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because um, we all deal things differently, man. Like right. uh, sometimes, like if we lose a, a family or a loved one, like it affects everybody different. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't love them because right. you didn't it cry. Just, it's just it like maybe different. you're holding it, yeah. and then when by yourself, you're gonna let loose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you don't let loose, it's just gonna keep eating you away. And yeah. and that's what's happening to me. Like I I I kept a lot of deaths of of soldiers of mine or, or incidents locked in, and it was it was starting to affect my relationship mm-hmm. with my kids, my family just my my personal life until right. like finally i had the courage and say you know what man like straight up i need help and you know I, I, as a as a as a counselor as a mental health uh professional i think it's important that you you gotta like be willing to admit and and express it verbally even if you're yelling at the wall and you're there's nobody around but just getting it out um, and the other thing, bro, like the, the big misconception, too, is that PTSD is just because of the military. PTSD can happen yeah. at work and can happen from a car accident. Right. Like my wife Gla- got with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just what getting it? jumped, bro. Like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like there's your that. wife raises her hand and you think she's going to beat you up. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, there's it, an it, educator. It's funny, it's funny I don't know, have you heard of Jeff Duncan Andrade? And like he he's from the Bay Area. OK. And he talks about PTSD from youth uh-huh. in the hood. Right. You know, because they've seen people get killed. They've yeah. seen people get shot, and it's the same thing uh, that, that well, soldiers Well, in the 90s, bro, like, you saw homeboys get shot yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, stabbed or, or shot, or and you're like, and oh, you're standing there, you're, like, 13, 14 years old. You don't know what to do. You know what I mean? So, like, you go back home, you're like, man, hey, what yeah. really happened today? I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I... Do you feel that kind of somewhat prepared you to see reality? Oh, dude, I tell the people all the time, the streets made me, like, like yeah. it helped me survive because... Yeah. 
Okay. I remember like we're walking down the streets in Baghdad and you're looking down alleyways and, yeah. and you know, you it's no different than walking down the alley in Barrio Logan. My, my theory behind a lot of the PTSD, not all of it, but some of the PTSD in the military, I think, is that some of those soldiers weren't ready because they were stuck gaming. So they were, you know what I mean? And I, I get it, you know, and they went out there, put in work. And, and maybe they hadn't seen reality like you've seen it. Well, the thing about a game, bro, you can always come back to life. Yes, yeah. thank you. You and know what I mean? Like, order is real deal. Like, when you, when you, when you see somebody, like, be nothing, like, yeah. nothing but, like, you and know what I mean? It is, it's one thing that, like, I'm thinking, if I ever went back to school, it's like, maybe I could look into that and see, like, if there's a, or do a study on, 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 on those group of, of military personnel and see how, if, if there was any correlation to their PTSD because they didn't have the street experiences, not necessarily gang-related, but even just being out there, you know what I mean? I don't know. Honestly, I like, I, the, I imagine there's, like, the smell, there's the, the, the like, the sensory stuff that happens. That yeah, I so there's a lot of things that, that, that trigger you, you know what I mean? There's right. things that trigger me, there's smells that trigger me. Uh-huh. Um, like, a sound. I can't go to alcohol. And yeah. this is no disrespect to anybody lives in Oklahoma or whatever, but right. there's a lot of like uh, this big Iraqi communities over there. Uh-huh. So I remember one time me and my wife walked into the mall in Parkway Plaza. Yeah. And I smelled those sovacos, bro. And then like, oh man, I gotta get out of here. Flashback. Like mm. like that, bro. Yeah. Just the smell. It's it's yeah. it's their culture, it's their smell, or whatever. Right. But it made me like at that moment I was like, I felt unsafe. I felt yeah. took you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I'm looking for my weapon. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, you know, it is is I think it's important that you, you learn yourself. You know what I mean? That you know what's going to trigger you. Um, so, if you know, you've dealt with PTSD, you've dealt with, you know, different issues. What what, what helps you to clear the mind or what, what do you do? I write a lot. You write a lot? Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but I write a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? I have a, I have a journal. I write. I write. Yellow pinchy William Shakespeare. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> like uh, it's funny you say that because uh, one time my therapist like, why don't you bring your book? Let me read it. Uh-huh. And she just looked at me like, dude, you're out of control. <laughs> You know, because a lot of it's real detailed stuff, right. you know, that kind of like that's in my mind and I just want to get out. Yeah. And sometimes it's just I just write, bro. Like, yeah. give me a topic. I'll just write about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's, it's something that has helped me. I'm about to hire like, a producer. Like, mm-hmm. What's that? <laughs> I'm going to have to hire you as a producer. I need somebody to write. <laughs> no, bro. Like, like, even people always say, like, damn, dude, I never thought you could write. Like, well, yeah. bro, like, <laughs> you're like, because I don't yeah, be showing sure up, homie. No. no, like, for real, because dude. Like, I think it's more. But then it's a conception, in- too, right? Because, of, you know, yeah. how I am or who, right. or who they think I, you know, they know who I am, but they never really know. They don't like, know about you. Or, like, people think I talk to you, like, all the time, like, a certain way, but then I can talk the right way, too. You know right. what I mean? Like, I but I think how it I- also goes back to when we make comments about ourselves of, like, we're not, we're not this kind of material. We're not, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I think, and you said it at some point, right? Like, you, you did get the equivalent or the same thing as a college education mm-hmm. through right. the military and through all your experiences. Yeah, bro, because, I mean, you know, I went to I went to schools I would have never gone to, you know, like I was able to jump out of planes, scared of heights. You know what I mean? I still, I'm still scared to go over Coronado Bridge, but right. it was something that I was like, I can do it. And uh-huh. I did it, you know what I mean? So I you went don't through. go over the bridge? No, I do. Okay. But I'm saying it's still like, I'm like, I feel that bridge <laughs> move, bro. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like step mean? on it. Yeah, 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 yeah piece of it, you know? <laughs> But, you know, like, uh, so, you know, help me get over that fear of heights, you know, to to some extent. You know, um, I've ate things I never thought I'd eat. Mm-hmm. I know that if I get stuck in the woods somewhere, I can survive. You right. know what I mean? Um, I know I can push myself to limits I never thought I could do before. Right. You know what I mean? And I know I got a strong mind. You know what I mean? I know how to block things off. I know how to block negativity off. And that's because, you know, it, it 
it, 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 I had to learn. I'm, I'm going to tell you all, not because we go way back, but if, in a moment of crisis, homie, I, I will want you right by my side, homie. I got you. Because I know that you would be able to say, fuck it, we got to handle business. And, you know, I, I've been throughout my career, you know what I mean? I, I've worked at different schools. And, one, you know, I, I, I like to say that I, I can read people very well. And when I show up to a new job site, I start reading. I'll be like, who, who, who can I put on my hip? And who am I going to have to drag if something happens? And that's one of those things, bro. Like, I can read people. Like, if, if I'm cool with you, that's, I, I have a good sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the one thing I, I do love about the service is that once you're in there, bro, there is no color. There right. is no religion. There is nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because one day that person to the left, right, front or back of you, you're going to depend on. Right. You know what I mean? And and there is no like yeah. this Carrilla, bro. Like, trust me, like my like my last platoon was mostly all African-American. Mm-hmm. And I would tell I would they would tell call me names that people over here would flip and I would call their names that people over here would flip. Right. But within us, our circle, we're family. You know, because what I mean? that's your little your little family. Well, and we earn that, that respect right. for one another. You know what I mean? Um, but. How, how long are you with a, a group like that? Uh, usually like two years, a year. So then, you, you know, you know each other real. You get a rotation, you and know. And they what rotate mean? all 60 of them? No, they'll rotate, you know, like a, a, like a squad at a time. Some people promote so they like, they'll, they'll move to a different platoon where they have like opportunity for them to like kind of like uh, work on their leadership skills or whatnot. Or maybe some of them want to change craft, you know what I mean? But yeah, dude, like, that's, that's the one thing. Like, and, and, I don't, I don't encourage people to join the military unless they really want to. You know, I've had a lot of people say, hey, bro, talk to my son. I said, I'll talk to him, bro, but at the end of the day, it's his choice. You, you know what I mean? It, it, it takes a special type of person to have somebody give you orders all the time, tell you where to be, tell you what to do, tell you when to eat, tell you when to wash. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have that discipline. You know what I mean? Um, and you got to want it. You know what I mean? How were you as a, when you were... You know, in the in service, in, in, in the service, bro, if you ain't got busted at least once, you didn't really serve. You know what I mean? So we all got busted. We all, you know, had to start from scratch again because we got caught up doing dumb stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's just part, part of the growing process. And everybody, every leader knows, like, your soldiers going to mess up. You know what I mean? The hardest thing is when you have to discipline, you have to take the rank or whatever. But you always tell them, hey, you brought it up on yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, and, and that's one of those things that they... It's kind of the growing process, the mentoring process. You know what I mean? You can't ever tell somebody how to do something if you never messed up. How are you going to tell them how to fix it if yeah. you don't even know how to do it yourself? Oh, uh, Miguel. So uh, moving, moving past military stuff, man, you uh, started uh, something super original and something super dope. It's called uh, La Vuelta in Barrio Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us a background on that? What, what, how did that come about? So the story, because a lot of people always ask and they never listen, but the real story <laughs> is we used to do uh, Sunday cruises. It was me, uh, Rene, and, and Tony, and Chuck. You know, we did a couple of Sunday cruises. So when I became the commander at the VFW, um, we had a meeting one day with uh, Milo and, uh, from Porrida, Ernie from uh, Salud, and a couple other people. And we were just shooting ideas, like what to do to bring people into the water because, you know, we were trying to uh, uh, bring, business, bring in. business into the neighborhood, yeah. you know what I mean? make these businesses money and um they wanted to do a cruise on saturdays and sundays or fridays and i was like that ain't gonna work because we'll be out here till two three in the morning that's gonna get shut down real quick and you know we brought up uh on wednesdays and uh, i was talking to the one day on the phone and i'm like bro we need to come up with a sick name and everything we're just like honestly bro we're just bullshitting and somehow he said la vuelta and i was like that's the that's the name right there bro he's uh 
la vuelta, huh? And he, and he got excited, and I got excited, because then we started <laughs> laughing, like, well, yeah, you know, every time we used to tell her, hey, vita, vita, vengo, ¿dónde vas? A dar la vuelta, vuelta, you know? But that's where the, the name started from, which is the conversation that me and Rene were having. And people try to tell the story and everything, and I and I hear it and I laugh. You know, what I mean, that's not the that's how, not the How real many story. different versions have you heard? The story oh, is a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot. You know what I mean? And and but you know, bro, you got to give credit where credit's due. You know what I mean? Um, it, it was a conversation like we would have because we would always give each other carrera. Sometimes we'd just be texting like crazy, and then it just it just popped up. You know what I mean? And then um. I started telling him, like, bro, like, the first ones were kind of shady, you know, like, sketchy. Like, you didn't have so many cars. And then I told him, hey, Rene, what if, uh, what if I start doing, like, uh, uh, one show, like, strictly for one club, like, showcase a club? Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, that's, that's the ticket. Yep. And, um, and sure enough, bro, like, started, like, highlighting one club and then the, the following one, another club. And then more cars started coming. And then once they started coming, bro, and the DJs, we started putting DJs on the street. Like, it just caught on. Because one thing that Chicano Park is, bro, and I always tell everybody, it's the heart of San Diego to me. You know what I mean? That you, you ain't never going to find as much cultura, as much tradition. Or, and, and to me, the birth of, or not the birth of lowriding, but, like, it's the centerpiece of lowriding. You know what I mean? Lowriding had a lot to do with the inception of Chicano Park. You know what I mean? You look at a lot of the pictures when they're out there digging and prepping the floors. Yeah. You see cars in the background. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it, it ties in with the, with the community. Um, I understand the, the fear, you know, of... of um, of having so many people come outside, you know, from uh, different communities to into Warrior Logan. But then that's we, that's our responsibility to educate them, you know what right. I mean, and let them know, like, hey, this wasn't done overnight, you know what I mean? Like, what that's been successful because the car clubs have been, you know, um, supportive. Um, I'm, I'm real with them. I don't, I don't BS nobody. And, and you know, and I, and I appreciate it because it, it, it blew up. And it's a very chill, family-oriented uh, event. I mean, I've, yeah. and it's I've free, bro. To, like it's literally free. So like, many, yeah. Just come and, on, and, have and, a good time. And I don't make one dollar off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the the money we make off the shirts and stuff. Like you know, we put it towards the festival at the end of the year. You know, and then, you know, like a lot of the DJs, bro, they they play for the love. You know, they, yeah. they mm-hmm. you know, because they 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 see what it is. You know, what I mean, it really is a community event. And and now, like we're trying to branch out. Now we're trying to do like a scholarship. You know, yeah. we raised like a couple thousand dollars for that. Sorry, set aside. Um, unfortunately, COVID got us this year, you know. Right. Um, but we yeah. still plan on doing it. Hopefully, we're still doing it. The virtual, the virtual, still going on. We're still doing it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. that's right, huh? The virtual. How many of y'all did? Like three of those? The Wednesday. Uh, I think it was three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were there was three. I don't know. Maybe we could do one to kick off the Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> yeah. Friday yeah. night. I mean, I don't it's know. Gotta be, it's got to be. It's got to be an hour, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, one thing, real quick though. You, earlier, you mentioned. Yeah, how has your service influenced who you are now? And I, I think even I remember, you know, being a business owner there on Logo, Logan Avenue, I remember all the messages you would put out to the community and the, the participants to be respectful and to be mindful. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think those are little things that they call I feel like way. make a big impact in those events being successful and then, and then getting the support of the city. Well, without yeah, it, without the support of the community, bro, like, you can't be successful. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I remember when uh, uh, Project Real was doing Re- Real Fest, right? Yeah. You went to my office, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, well, and, and, you know, he asked me, like, hey, bro, what do I need, like, to be or to set up this fest? Like, here, bro, here's my books. Handle like, it. I opened them, bro. Like, here's my vendors. Here's this. Like, whatever you need, it's right there. Because I, don't, I feel like we don't, we don't do that for each other no more, bro. Yeah. Like, we need to, like, yeah. support one another. You know what I mean? It's not about... Me, 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 you know what I mean? Right. I want to be the only one. Like, there's plenty, there's plenty, you know. For everyone. For everyone, bro. Yeah. 
And him, like, I know him as, as far as, like, an educator and what mm-hmm. he wants to do for the community. Why would, I wa- why would I not want to help him? Right. You know what I mean? It's not going to hurt me over here. If anything, you know. It's, it's actually going to enhance it. Like, I felt that what you guys started doing in Paradise Hills is not a copy, but an I call him the little brother, remember? <laughs> I thought, like, yeah. like, Project Real, to me, is like the little brother over yeah. here. Because it was, like, almost, like, identical, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah and, and we wanted to model after that right. you know and i think i was gonna bring it up but when we started planning rio fest like myself and a another business owner there on rio drive in paradise hills carlos barragan mm-hmm. he and his his family opened a boxing gym you know when that street was dead there was nothing there they flipped a building on a corner mm-hmm. turned it into a gym and, and really brought something positive to the block and one of the first conversations he and I ever had was like, man, we need to have a street fair one day. Yeah. You know, and then when La Vuelta started taking off, we're like, that's it. You know, because right. that's for us. We were looking at Adams Avenue Street Fair, mm-hmm. which is a huge event. It's right. awesome. It's for the community. And now it's getting it doesn't mentored. have our flavor, uh-huh. you know. And right. I was getting mentored by the by by uh, by Scott. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that you know that that, yeah. that did and, and, and see that's, that's what that we got circle. what a trip yeah, the full yeah. Circle. I didn't know that that's history mm-hmm. and yeah. we, we got to do it for each other you know what I mean like people sometimes will question me like why you always tag people that own the line that you're wearing like a t-shirt or a hat support I'm like it's support homie if the yeah. least I can do is mention them or give them a like or, or you know or spread the word why not you know because we got to do it for each other but I always tell people you got two hands one to help yourself and one to help somebody else yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean and it like, only makes it stronger because if, if we're trying to compete or, or like something that you you haven't said it in this yeah. way but it's not about having an ego mm-hmm. you know it's not about oh, look, yeah. look at me look at what I'm doing but it's yeah. more because of like the impact what you've brought to the community what you've right. brought to that block even just organizing the 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 businesses and yeah. i've been to a few of the meetings that you run and it's very structured is very direct and to the point you know and and i love that and I, yeah. I think even in our organizing in paradise hills like we we've taken some of those things you know so i really want to appreciate you for like you said opening the books and and yeah, i mean you showed us receipts you told us who to call you gave us mm-hmm. the blueprint to everything you know and i think growing up and, and part of this podcast was yeah. because we want to share those stories and, right. and share that information that I think for too long we, we like try to, like, and I don't want nobody to baby. know it's mine. Yeah. I'm the, the only the, one that can do it. The only thing that, like, the thing that at every event, if I can get a second and just sit, like, you know, like the festival when you're playing or you're uh-huh. on stage and I right. just sit and I watch the people, bro, having a good time. Yeah. That to me is worth, like, you can't buy that, bro. Yeah, you, you can't. can't buy that. Like, no amount of money you could give me or whatever could ever touch that you know what experiences mean? in life because you and see your hand there bro yeah, just yeah. having a good time you know what i mean like no fights no nothing just having a good time and mm-hmm. yeah and then that's one thing like well that's on the cruise night it's always across the street like just just enjoying Checking the view out, yeah. bro you're, yeah. you're stopping to smell the roses right <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know he, he's you too to. humble to to like boast about it or even mention it and um earlier i asked you like what was your coping and one of your coping mechanisms and i i know you low right we all know you low right but for those of you guys that don't know, he is a lowrider model. Uh, the ro- lowrider ro- ro- role right, model. The lowrider role model, but I want to say, God, sorry, I'm losing words here. But uh, anyways, he, you were featured number two, Yeah. if oh, I'm not mistaken. Right, huh? the low, and when low I saw the first one, models. I'm sure they had already recorded you, but he kept it under wrath because he's that humble, you know what I mean? And uh, 
I saw the first one, and as an educator, I was like, fucking shit, this is, like, badass. You know what I mean? They're, they're, it's, it's the doctor, you know, and he talks about how he's going to college, and mom's saying, you're going to college, give up law writing, and then his friends from law writing are like, why are you going to college? You know what I mean? You're a law writer. But he did what he did, and then he comes up and is like, damn, homie, why are you keeping this shit from me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and on there, he talks about what has helped him, you know what I mean, post-military life and, and those issues that come with it. And, you know, I want to be one of those that is going to be there for him and help him be in, in those times because, like I said, I have two brothers that, that went through the military, and, and one of them does have, you know, sometimes his, his issues, and we need to be there for them. But I, I really appreciate the fact that you've done stuff like that and you've, you've brought up what is unspoken or what people think is taboo. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say nothing because they think I'm fucking crazy or something. You know what I mean? Wait, so you are crazy, bro. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, I are. Excuse them. <laughs> you are. You are. But I, I think that's a great point to make, yeah. and, and I think why it's important to have these stories shared, right? Yeah. Because I, I think in our culture, we don't like to say when we're going through stuff. Why you do you know, think we, that we is? We want to go through it alone. Right. And sometimes we can't. And it's so much easier when, when you get help yeah. and get some ideas or tools to get through some stuff, right? Well, I learned to and talk about it, bro, because I knew a lot of my guys were going through it. But then mm-hmm. they see me not talk about it. You know what I mean? So when they heard me the first time talk yeah. about it, they just like, hey, they sorry. That's what I've been feeling. Yeah. They, they put me aside and like. You know, this is what Thanks. I've been thinking. Like, all right, man, check it out. Yeah, You're not going yeah, on the next yeah. mission. You're gonna go talk to so and so. Right. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, I need yeah. a, I need a straight man out there. I want you to get yeah. right. You know what I mean? Like, you're not letting nobody down. You know, if anything, no. you're helping yourself out. Yeah. I want you to be right when you go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, bro. Like, 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 like I say, you know what I mean? We all have a story. Right. You know. And and the th- exactly that is where the the idea of this came from. Um, and eventually, I want to bring on Ernie, who who really mentioned something to me he's he's related to Rene little Rene Acevedo and um, he's a a recovering addict and he told me we you know we go through life and he's like as as I was growing up you know my homeboy would come over and say damn homie I feel like getting loaded and I was going through issues he's like and I would just say Let's go get loaded. But really what my friend, my homeboy was telling me is like, I need to talk to somebody about something. And I had to talk to somebody about something. But we would go get loaded. He's like, maybe we talked about it. Maybe we didn't. I don't know because I was high. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he said, but it's okay to have these conversations over a cup of coffee, over a beer, over a taco or whatever. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's healthier to get it out of the system. You know what I mean? Versus trying to hold it in and try to be that strong person. And, you know, that's going to wear you out because we, we all have our breaking points. Well, you know, not every, not every smiley face is a happy face, bro. Exactly. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. como dicen en español, no nice hay que traer en el moral, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we all go through it, through our issues. And if we don't talk about it, you know what I mean? Nobody can help us with it because nobody can do it on themselves. Yeah. But with that said, Miguel, I, I, I really appreciate your, your, not your friendship, homie, your brotherhood. <gasps> you know what I mean? Este, and... <laughs> Like I said, military life, it, 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 it hits close to home, you know what I mean? The, and then knowing you, you know, growing up together, running on the streets, I, 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 I thank you for your service. I thank all the military people for their service. And, um, you know, I, I just appreciate what you guys do. You know, I, I didn't do it. 
I, I went a different route, and I know that it's a special person to do that. It takes a, a special person. And beyond that, what you continue to do, you know what I mean, now out in the, in the civilian life for the community and, and the youngsters and, you know, and the elders and, and other communities, you know what I mean, you still go out of your way and you still show those leadership skills and, and you continue to thrive as a human being, even though you don't like to boast about it, which is okay. You know what I mean? Because I think we all have are humble about it. But I, I really thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to jump you. on that and, and say the same. Appreciate you for your service. And, and I think on this weekend, all the military folks out there, thank you for all that you've done and the sacrifices that you've made. And I think on a personal note, you know, everything that you do for your own community, but also how you extended that support to mine even just coming out to our events and, and being present, you know, I, I think it shows everything that you're about and just where your heart is, you know, so I appreciate you. And like Weecho was saying, if you ever need anything, man, if I could be a service to you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you, bro. Hell yeah. Oh man. Uh, I know. <laughs> this is, this has been such of a, uh, inspirational, um, episode, man. I've, I've just kind of normally I would do a lot of talking, but normally I, I'm now even just soaking up game. I don't know a lot of things about you, Miguel. Uh, everything you do for the community, bro. Everything you bring to the table. Everything you've done for your soldiers, for your people, for the country, for us. It is just uh, an honor to be in your presence, dog. And it's and it's and I feel you know I'm, I feel blessed to be your homie, dude. I don't know if you. I don't know if I am your homie, but I, nah, you know, <laughs> we ain't jumped you in yet, homie. <laughs> I just want to DJ the next well. <laughs> no, bro, Dude. but, but you, you know, you created something, uh, you know, uh, monumental here for the city that's gonna live forever, and 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 what you did uh, transcended over to Paradise Hills. And, uh, bro, like I didn't even know the history that I didn't even know it was connected to one another. I didn't know the history we had and a that's, secret meeting. Bro, that's crazy. Secret society? Oh, yeah, that, that is crazy, man. You, you've uh, done a lot for us. And, uh, man, keep on pushing, you know? Nalegas, and, and thank you for everything, man. And uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm honored to call you my homie, man. Gracias, bro. Thank you, Emil. Give, Give, Give it gas. Give it gas, man. That, you want to do some shout-outs or? Nah, man, just shout-out to my wife, you know, for always putting up with all my bullshit. Are, are, are you on Mandilon, bro? What's that? Are you on Mandilon? Am I on Mandilon? Yeah. Nah. Huh. Sorry, I should I be, though. <laughs> yes, I should be. That used to be a question. We used and to obviously, ask. you know, my uh, kids, you know, see, Joshua, see. Jacob, Crystal, and my grandson right. now. Yeah. Got a grandson right. now. Hence so. the Commander G for grandpa. Yeah, a little lucky. And uh, yeah, bro, like, you know, like, I, I know I want to cut it, bro, but uh, oh, no, it, it just makes you reflect, it, man. It makes you reflect, you know, because like I said, when I was in those dark times, when I was ready to just like end it, like, mm-hmm. if I would have done that, bro, like. I would have missed all this, you know what I mean? So it kind of yeah. like puts We would have missed all this. You wouldn't it, 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 it makes It makes, makes you put things in perspective, you know what I mean? It, and makes you like say, you know what? Like there's always hope, you know what I mean? Right. Don't ever give up. Right. Like don't be scared to reach out yeah. and, and, and talk to somebody, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like we're all human, bro. We all, we all deal with emotions. We all deal with feelings. You know? mm-hmm. And, you know, I love my time in the service, bro. People thank me all the time. Like, trust me. I always say, no, don't thank me. It was my pleasure. Right. Like, it taught me, gave me a lot. Everything I have, I owe to, to the service, you know. But it's like everything. You get what you put into it. So, right. been truly blessed, man. And, and obviously glad to call you guys friends as well. So, gracias for, for hosting yeah. me today. Now, th- thank you for thank joining you. us, man. And, you know, but that's it. You know, shout out to, uh, once again, to Esquina, you know, for, for allowing us this space, literally, physically, this space uh, to do what we do because... It goes back to 
community. everybody community helping yeah. each other out you know what i mean yeah oh, miguel uh if they wanted to uh know more about you if they wanted to follow your story where do they follow you on the social media well on social media i have la vuelta barrio logan on instagram and also on on facebook and then on uh my personal one is commander underscore 59 rag and we didn't even talk about his car. We didn't I know. That's a, <laughs> it's that's a whole nother. Hey, I'm yeah, telling you, he don't even bro. mention stuff that is out there. You know what I mean? Because like, he's too humble. But you know what I mean? We're yeah. just going to have to talk for him. Yeah. And then he can correct us. Let <laughs> 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 me just finish writing a book. I was like, yeah. You should write yeah, a well, book. You should. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, you should. That memoirs. Is that what it's called? I'll buy it. I'll buy two I, copies. The, the problem is I can't remember half the stuff after I got hit, bro. Like, my memory ain't the best, you know, so. But I write so, stuff when I remember, like, oh, but you know what, this. It's okay. I think I would rather read a book where the writer's saying, and we were driving through this ravine, and then it blew up, and fuck, I don't remember for, like, 10 days what happened. I mean, I appreciate that because it really puts it in perspective what you went through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And other things I remember is because I... People that were in the same mission with me, like, bro, like, you don't remember? Yeah. Like, you're not like, nah. <laughs> but if you do, I, like, I want two copies and they need to be autographed. <laughs> hey, come on, homie. You're the world famous. Come on, dog. Shut up. Lowrider, <laughs> role model, homie. Come on. And honestly, that, that's, that's huge. That's respect right there, homie. That's yeah. huge. But you know, and, and I, I even showed those to my kids at school. I do that. With do my, that. Uh, we have a Mecha uh, group. At my school, and one day for the activity, just played all the local folks that I knew. Mm-hmm. That's and, that's and funny, bro. Out. You said that because I, I did it. Like, right. uh, I did a invite them in a growth spot, uh-huh. college to speak to the class. And man, I didn't know they had all this like, like you know, like I don't know what they call the the class or whatever. But it was all of me. And like, what? That's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Nice. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah. Shout out bro. to I. I really appreciate what Lowrider Magazine is doing. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's big. I. Um, it's important that the kids can see people that they can relate to. And, you know, maybe they're not into low writing. That's okay. But there are those kids that are, are. And if you don't give them that opportunity, you know what I mean? It's hope. And, and I think, yeah. too, that you don't have to pick one identity. Like, mm-hmm. you could be all these different things right. and still pursue different paths. Correct. You know, like, you don't and have still to change. Low ride. And still low ride. Right. Well, with that said, Miguel, thank you very much. Uh, have a great 4th of July weekend. Uh, shout out to all the military personnel. Thank you for what you guys do. And uh, dale gas on me. Dale gas. Dale gas. Dale gas. All right. My name is Beto Perez. You um, can follow me on uh, uh, Cali Burrito on my Instagram. I'm with your neighborhood DJ. And uh, follow me under your neighborhood DJ on Instagram. And Chicle, Chicle79 on the Instagram. And one more time, your Instagram, homie. La Vuelta Barrio Logan on Instagram. And Commander underscore 59 rag. Instagram. There you go, yeah, man. Thank you all for joining us. Wrapping up, uh, Dale Guys Confidentials Volume 4 and a special uh, 4th of July edition, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Dale Guys. Dale Guys. We got to educate, not incarcerate. So the humanity will shine. Educate, not incarcerate. Shine.